Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbe Herbach. Yo, what's up? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. Ah, que pasa? We are hey, amigos. In, <laughs> hey. Ah, senor. We are in the pasa, casa of the one senor Jose. Thank you for having us in your lovely abode. Yeah, welcome to the Jose Hole. <laughs> the Hole of Jose, uh, where the beers are flowing and the cats are meowing. <laughs> yes, a lot, of, a lot of cats in here. <laughs> Not the right kind of cats, but that's fine. Uh, different kind of puss. Um, today, we are talking rookie running backs. We're re-ranking the running backs post-NFL draft discussing their landing spots and kind of talking about all of our top five guys coming into the 2023 season and our outlook on what they will do in their rookie years. There's some big names, obviously, to talk about, some other names that have a lot of hope and um, possibility to to be fantasy relevant um, their rookie year, but... Yeah, that's what we're doing today. So if you haven't already, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers and uh, check us out there. It's where we post all of our shows and uh, take any questions and or comments from listeners. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What else? Uh, you, you guys are on the Bodie and the Hot Valley. The Hot Valley train. Yeah, we're drinking Northwest beers. Yeah, I'm getting a little twisted myself. (laughs) I didn't know you were Native American. Well, to be honest, these were just in the fridge, and I didn't want to stop anywhere, so I just just grabbed them right out the fridge. Sounds like a native. Yeah, I'm starting to get a little more native. Once once the summer months happen, I start to uh, Uh become one with the earth and start snagging some aunties. Yeah, snag a couple of aunties. He's here there. Oh, nice, bud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so today, uh, running rookie running backs, excuse me. Uh, do we want to touch on any of the rumor mill topics I mean, happening? Is there much happening right now? Around the NFL? Not, not right now. It's pretty much dead, but uh, there's a lot of... I think since we're talking about running backs, it might be good to bring up some of these free agent running backs that are probably going to end up being complete landmines for fantasy football. Okay. As far as where they end up landing. So, for example, Dalvin Cook's being rumored right now to go to pretty much the Patriots or the Jets, in which both <laughs> would fucking suck for fantasy football. I saw the Dolphins, too. The Dolphins. That's not do. much. That's not much better. They have three guys they already like there. Yeah. Wasn't well, it weird? It's all like the AFC East. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, I'm not sure why that is, but how come the Bills aren't being mentioned? They could use a fucking running back. I don't know. They don't want to pay one, probably. Yeah, that's a good point. But obviously, for the Jets, that would suck with Brees Hall. But it would. Well, kind not of to make mention, sense. I mean, they also. Um, the kid that came on, uh, Zonovan Knight, came on super strong at the end of last year. They have a, 
bunch of guys there. They drafted Izzy Abanakananda or whatever his name is. Yeah, and there's actually a a, uh, a little snippet out of from OTAs. The New York Jets really do believe in Izzy Abanakananda's ability <laughs> to contribute right away. Izzy, um, I'm about to come on you. Yeah. Oh. So apparently they name. think he, apparently they think he can come in and and have some sort of role right away, according to Zach Black of the Atlantic or uh, Athletic. Excuse me. Oh yeah, I, I totally believe in Zach Black. Um, <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> Sounds like a porn star. Um, another little piece of news out of New England: Patriots running back Pierre Strong could compliment Stevenson as the Lightning to Ramon Dre Stevenson's Thunder. Um, he has been on the James White track per Patriots writer, Easy Lazar. That that's more believable, honestly, because the Patriots are always by committee. Yeah. Oh, when I, mean, I read that, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm I can believe that. I thought for sure Strong would make a bigger impact last year, um, when they drafted him. So, I, for a reason they didn't, they, you know, after the injury to to Damian Harris or the ongoing injury with him. I mean, it really became the Stevenson show there instead of much of a committee at all. But no, uh, Pierre Strong should be a, a strong back for them this year. Let me, huh. go, let me go to our no dynasty pun squad intended. and see if he's on a roster. He is on a roster. God damn it. <laughs> of course he is. We're way too deep. Yeah. Let me guess. He's on Juice's roster. I uh, didn't pay too much of attention to who it was. Well, that's helpful. Sorry. Yeah, we know it's going to be running back by committee, but Stevenson looks to be in a better position than before. Unless they sign Dalvin Cook. Unless they do. Oh, no. Oh, it's Happy Dad. It's one of our new guys. Happy Dad. Wow. Yeah. He's a good fit for uh, for the show. Happy Dad. <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Another little interesting tidbit of running back news that actually came out four hours ago per Mary K. K. Boat. Ashley. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nick Chubb will be used more as a receiver out of the backfield. Hell yeah. That's some good news right there. That's very good news. I read that earlier, and I was like, you know we're in the offseason. We're reading shit like that. It's possible. It's definitely possible, but they have to run the ball with him. Well, yeah. They're just saying, I mean, like last last few years they've had Kareem Hunt, and he hasn't re-signed. Um, and so right now, like, Nick Chubb is the only back we really know. I think they still have the Ernest Johnson there. I think so, but I have a feeling that he left. Well, I know one of the backups that was behind Hunt left. It was Johnson or whoever the other well, guy Well, it'd have to be Johnson. He's the only one that was like really seeing the field. There's one other guy that was in there a little bit, but but no. Nick Chubb, <laughs> Nick Chubb getting more pass-catching work would be huge. To I mean, he'll still produce whatever you need him to do on the ground because you know, he's just that good of a runner, but... In terms of getting more work, that's great news for for fantasy owners. I mean, he could definitely finish as the RB1 if he gets a, even a decent amount of passing work. Yeah, especially, and you should, if you compare his standard points to his PPR points, it's completely different. Um, so last year was actually close. Uh, standard fifth ranked PPR was sixth, so that was that was better. But previous seasons, it was seventh, 13th, ninth, and 11th, and sixth and eighth. So, like, you see that that correlation will could be huge if he gets more pass catching work, which he actually did last year compared to what he did the years before. Dude, there is nobody behind him. Let me ask you if you've heard any of these names because Dearness Johnson did leave. I feel like he went to the Falcons or something like that. I'd have to check. But it goes Nick Chubb, 
unofficial roster online, Jerome Ford, Demetrius Felton Jr., which might ring a bell, but probably not, John Kelly Jr., Nate McCrary. No. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and Darren Johnson is in Jacksonville now. Okay, yeah. So he's gone. Wow, that's really interesting. Although it doesn't sound like the sleeper community is uh, is too sold on uh, on Nick Chubb getting more receiving work. Literally, the first comment <laughs> is no, he won't, and then the <laughs> second top comment is my wife will be used more from behind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Good old. Uh, and then the third one, oh, okay. twenty six catch season incoming fire emoji. So that's good old sleeper sleeper thread. He had twenty seven catches last year. That's yeah. the internet for you, man. They have Amari Cooper and DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, they do have Marquise Goodwin, who showed flashes. I think you're forgetting about the trade for Elijah Moore there. I am. Yeah, okay. So they have a decent receiving core, but he could definitely get more work. And they have David Njoku. Hmm. Yeah, now I'm talking myself out of this. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's just more that with getting a full off season um, with Deshaun Watson there, they're going to want to open up the playbook a little more and let him pass more than they did last year. Massage Watson? Yeah, remember, he was in like the MVP race for multiple years running before the whole, you know, he got happy hands. No, I don't remember anything prior to two years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I do remember, but it's been a minute, and last year he... Was struggling, but we'll, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, when you're out of the league for almost a two full, two full seasons, you're going to be a little rusty. Well, that's what happens when you're getting jerked off every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really care about Just anything a little else. rusty. Yeah, it'll happen to you. Um, That's pretty much it. Out of the side of the Falcons talking more shit. They're going to use Cordell Patterson much more into his 2021 role where it includes a lot more pass catching. That's because they have two running backs that are much better than he is at this point. Um, Then Jaguars running back coach says that there's a lot more big plays coming from Travis Etienne this season. I, I read shit like that in the offseason. I don't talk. I don't care about that. There's a lot more of this to come. I know, but we have nothing else to talk more. about. <laughs> yeah. Can we, we just have, get excited? Well, we have our things. episode to talk about. I'm just saying, don't get fooled by this shit. Yeah. Come on now. It happens every offseason. They, they say this, oh, yeah, he's been getting all the targets. He's been looking really good. And it's just like, well, we have to see. Like, you know, I haven't heard as many like, this guy's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> Like normally that's something we hear every day. I haven't heard much of that so far this year, which is just wait till refreshing. teams report back and they're in training camps. That's that's fair. Then it's gonna be all that. If I have a guy in fantasy, he better be in the fucking best shape of his fucking life because he's in the fucking <laughs> NFL. If you're on Trace team, you better be on a strict regimen. Well, you're in the NFL. No days if off. You're gonna compete. You can't be just slacking. It's like, oh yeah, he's been he's been chilling this year, but he's gonna be all right. <laughs> like, yeah. dude, some people are lazy, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you're in the NFL, Russell, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, I mean, you you know this because of Jamarcus Russell. Yes, I know very well, and I'm also I live with myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know to wrap this whole conversation up, there are going to be some bombs that drop with Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I'm preparing for it already. They're they're going to go places that just blow up backfields. Um, so Zeke to the Seahawks. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, let's not. 
We already had a heartbreak there with the NFL draft, but we might be talking about that uh, that Zachary guy here in a minute. This is Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> Zachary Charbonnet. Um, all right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get into these running backs and uh, re-rank our rookie running backs for 2023. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Kick it off then. I mean, we could probably just lump the first two together since we're all they haven't changed. And yeah, they shouldn't change on anybody's rookie rankings. Period. It, it, well, before we right. do that, because obviously one and two are pretty clear cut. Is there a three that you think is even close? I don't think so. No. There's an obvious tier with one and two. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's a third that comes close to that. Uh, to that tier, I think there's a Bajan tier, a Gibbs tier, and then. Then you can start bunching guys together, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, bunch them together like the fucking trains Auschwitz, you know? <laughs> okay. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> okay, all right. Wow. There's a lot of them. spicy. <laughs> <laughs> that was just not an analogy I was expecting. <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> yeah, that's weird that that's the first thought, but I like history. <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? Oh, man. Oh, you start drinking those Bodies, they'll get to you. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, re-rank. Um, do we want to start at the top then? Yeah, with the obvious choices. I think we all have the same one and two. Bijan at one, obviously going to the Atlanta Falcons. High draft capital is about as high as it gets for a running back these days. Um, I mean, highest we've seen since Saquon. Yep. Um uh, Incredible prospects. They should run the ball five million times this year. Um, and, you know, let's just hope to the fantasy football gods that he stays healthy. If he does, he should be, in my opinion, a top five back this year and probably moving forward every year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the way that they're going to use him, would we be all that surprised, any of us, that at the end of the season he's being considered the best back in the league? Period. No. Yeah, I don't think that'd be surprising at all. Because like Christian McCaffrey's what twenty seven? Yeah, he's he's getting there. Plus, you know, his injury history is not great, and that's right around like the if you're talking dynasty. Um, you know, we're seeing it right now. We're seeing Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, like Zeke's the same age. And he's yeah. not even on a team right now. Same with Dalvin Cook. Like for dynasty purposes, that's kind of the age we're seeing now, where you know they're getting to their second contract, um, and teams just don't want to pay running backs. And yeah. well, they, even Saquon's going through that. Like he's Saquon, not. He doesn't want to sign his franchise tender, and they're still working on trying to get a long term contract done. And the, the you know reality is, is they do you know, take a lot of hits and they do start to fall off sooner than guys at other positions, you know, just because of the physicality of it. So it takes a real kind of thoroughbred, a real freak to continue dominating after that 27, 28 year age break. Yeah. So peep this, peep this stat out real quick. So the Falcons last year, uh, mostly Marcus Mariota for the last four games, I think, had Desmond Ritter, who's going to be their quarterback this year. They threw the ball 
a total of 560 or no, uh, 415 times. The whole season? The whole season. It's really low. Their amount of rushing attempts, 559. Wow. Yeah. And I've heard, you know, Desmond Ritter, you know, obviously all the news that we're going to get right now is for the most part positive, but I've heard he's gained weight. He looks bigger, um, looks better, but, you know, I, he, I think he's still going to have a long ways to go. Although they do, you know, they have receiving targets there. Obviously, Kyle Pitts and, um, oh, my God. L- Drake London. Drake London. He's got weapons there, you know, so the threat still looms. If he can just be average, you know, and threaten teams a little bit through the air, that's going to help Bijan Robinson a lot. But still, I think Bijan and the volume and the talent, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter how good or bad Desmond Ritter is. Bijan's still going to be good for fantasy, even if this team's not not winning a lot of games. Yeah, how many times did you say they threw the ball last year? Total? Uh, according to this. Like 409, you said? <clears throat> uh, I'm coming back. According to this, 415 times. 415 attempts. There were 17 individual quarterbacks that threw more attempts than they did last year as a team. Yeah, right. Well, we talked about this. Like, and then, them and the Titans were like notoriously. Yeah. The number one bad. was Tom Brady. He threw the ball 733 times. <laughs> he almost threw the ball two what times to go more. That's, well, it is two times more than Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I mean, played. it's almost double the amount of what the entire team did. Wow. Short, what, about 90 or so passes? Like That's insane. And not much should change with Desmond Ritter at quarterback, right? I mean, me, I, I know I liked him. I think one of you also liked him mm-hmm. in last year's draft. Yeah, it was Big Irby. He has potential. He's a winner, all four-year starter, but it's going to take a while for him to come along. So they're still going to run the shit out of the ball. Well, and you have to also think that their head coach, Arthur Smith, he was the OC in Tennessee. So he he's all about running the ball. You know, he oh, damn near you know, tried to kill Derrick Henry by running him too many times. Uh, shout out to those good years in fantasy that I had him. Oh God, good I do times. have Bijan in our home dynasty league, and I am giddy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> so, I'm st- it's a weird still. word for a boner, but all right. <laughs> still, still a little hurt. Oh my dude, the second that trade happened, I was like, "You son of for a reference!" Bitch. Right before our rookie trade, um, I traded Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't think I threw anything else in there. I think I traded. Did I? I don't know. I can't remember if I added anything else, but it was basically Christian McCaffrey for the 101, and the Niner fan in our Dynasty League took it. So that'll do, pig. Gotta play the field. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta play the field, baby. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta gotta strike when the iron's hot. Yeah, you traded McCaffrey for the first overall number one pick, Travis Homer and Zach Ertz. Oh, yeah, he, he countered. Oh, wait. Did he just send me that? Yeah. Zach Ertz is nice coming. Obviously, I didn't give a fuck about Zach Ertz or Homer. No. I mean, Homer doesn't have a team right now either. Yeah. But Zach Ertz is a nice little... Yeah, he's coming off the injury, though. We're not pretty sure, sure I cut Ertz. I have some other better dynasty tight ends, in my opinion. Doubt it. But all right. I have Chig. I have Najoku. And I have Dolchich. Yeah, there's no timeline of when Ertz is going to be ready. And Joke is the only good yeah, one. So I don't need a 32-year-old Zach Ertz fucking... Yeah, you fucking might, because Joke is the time. only thing you can rely on. I'm the tight end guy. I'm telling you. 
I would rather have all three of those guys than Zach Ertz in a dynasty league for sure. Yeah, we got to also score points in your tight end <laughs> position. I'll be doing plenty of that. All right, uh, the <laughs> next guy I also have on our dynasty on my dynasty roster um, at number two, basically the consensus rookie running back number two, obviously Jameer Gibbs, uh, drafted at the twelve spot. Was it in yeah, the first? 12th. Yep, twelve spot in the first round after the Lions traded back, they were obviously ecstatic in the draft room that they were able to to draft Gibbs four three six forty. He had one hundred and thirty four collegiate targets with one hundred and four receptions for one thousand two hundred seventeen yards with a catch rate of seventy seven point six percent at nine point one yards per target, and so that's really rare at the collegiate level for running backs. You just don't see that much efficiency catching the ball over that much volume uh, for college running backs. The news has already been positive. Of course it's going to be, and Gibbs is not a a large guy, um, pretty slight of frame. But uh, the news is he's already been putting on weight. Um, I think when he weighed in for the draft, he was at 185. I saw a report that he's at like 192 or 193 now. So he is trying to put on weight. Sounds like he is doing so. But, uh, you know, he's going to be the um, all-around weapon. You know, they don't need him to be elite between the tackles and be running guys over all the time. He's going to be catching passes. He's been lining up as a receiver um, in training camp already. And so – I think Gibbs is just going to be an all-around weapon for this offense, and uh, I'm super excited for you know his impact right away as a rookie. Receiving backs, especially if you're playing in half PPR or full PPR, are super valuable. So, um, And he's electric. He makes big plays. He's got elite speed, and um, he should be an impactful fantasy running back right out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last year, there were only two running backs that had over 700 yards. That was McCaffrey and Eckler. The next closest was Leonard Fournette at 523. I fully expect Gibbs in his rookie year to have you know 700 yards. I honestly put down, I think I'd expect closer to 800 yards out of him. Uh, he won't give you a ton through the tackles, like you said. I would say probably only three or 400 yards total from there, but he's going to do work in the passing game, and that's value alone is going to easily put him into RB2 status. Yeah. I think there's a really good chance he finishes as an RB1 just as long as the passing volume is what we're being essentially sold right now. But I, I think it will be. I think it would be dumb, you know, to spend a the <laughs> 12th pick overall on a on a running back and not use him um, in every facet that they can would be, would be blasphemy. I mean, I look at this, David Montgomery and – Jameer Gibbs is like an upgraded version of of uh, DeAndre Swift and uh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. Yeah, it's fair. I, I'm totally with you guys because David Montgomery has never been like a receiving guy. I've always liked him. Thought he had like the promise to be that guy, but it just has never happened. Even last year, like the highest mind targets he's had, it was four, which is, I mean, that's like Derrick Henry numbers. Yeah, he's he doesn't catch the ball, but he's good. I mean, he's pretty good. Between the tackles, he's good in those short yardage situations. He is, but they've also proven when they get into that goal line situation, they're not afraid to give it to somebody else, which is why Jamal Williams had so many touchdowns last year. Yeah, led the league. 
Yeah, so it puts Jameer Gibbs in a really good situation if he if he proves himself to be like a really hard runner. Well, I feel like the goal line work is going to go to Montgomery. It should, but who knows, man? I mean, his yeah. highlights, Jameer Gibbs' highlights are pretty good. That's true. I mean, he's he, pretty good at like running show, through the tackle. Yeah, if he's got a if he got a, has a nose for the end zone and knows how to get through through the tackle, you know, whether it's find the small creases that Montgomery might not see, then he absolutely could be that guy. The only concern is the size and power, but. Yeah, I mean, if he puts on more weight, continues to put on more weight, I mean, look out, man. If he can put on more weight and stay elite, um, you know, as far as athletically and, and speed, like, <laughs> sky's the limit for Jameer Gibbs. Gangsta Gibbs, baby. Absolutely. All right, Gangsta Gibbs. Uh, moving on to number three, and I think this is where we'll finally have some a little bit of a debate. Um, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So I guess we'll just go through each of us who we have. I have Devon A-Chain right now slotted into the number three spot. Um, I'll tell you why. For me, he's a day two pick by the Dolphins, uh, drafted in the third round. So decent draft capital. Um, You know, and and when I talk about draft capital, it's because, you know, if a team spends, you know, a, a first through third round draft pick, like that's a pretty high draft pick. Um, especially to spend on a running back. So they're going to want to see what they have out of that draft pick. And uh, it, it, it takes a little bit more, like guys that are drafted higher have a longer leash, right? You know, guys that are drafted at the back end of a draft, it doesn't mean much for the team if they say, ah, that just didn't work out, you know, if he makes a couple of mistakes here or there. So Devon A. Chain, third round draft pick, four three two forty speed. So the dude is lightning fast. Um, he ran track. He had similar track times to that of Tyree Kill, who I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's pretty fucking fast. And is that like an Olympic sprinter? Yeah, yeah. Well, probably faster. Um, and then <laughs> he's not. He's he's tried out for the, for the trials. He he got burned pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not that fast. But I mean, that's just a different. Run. Yeah, it's but a whole different. Yeah, for football speed. Pretty fucking fast. Um, Could be the fast guy the NFL's ever seen. So Devon A-Chain has been gaining some weight as well. Um, so that's good because he's even more slight than, um, you know, Jameer Gibbs. Um, so, and, and for me, it's it's a lot of the opportunity, right? Like the two guys ahead of him uh, have had issues staying, you know, on the field. And um, that being Ramadre... Um, or not Ramondre, but uh, Raheem. Raheem Mostert. Excuse me, guys. I'm a little tired. <laughs> if you can't tell. I can't fucking remember shit right now, but we're all good. Um, and then uh, Jeff Wilson, who are two older running backs, have gotten hurt literally every single year. Um, you know, I kind of expect Jeff Wilson to be the guy out of the gate, you know, uh, but I expect all three to be mixed in. And they're just going to do their best to try to keep all three healthy, I'm sure. But eventually, the injuries will start to build up, I think, for this team. I think Mostert and Jeff Wilson will at some point be out. And that just leaves Devon A-Chain, really, to be their electric playmaker out of the backfield. So, in my opinion, I think he has more opportunity than a lot of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, I like A-Chain a lot myself. Um, I don't have him at three. I have him down at five. Um, and it's mostly because, especially early in the year, depending on when injury 
you know, more than likely will happen. But he's going to be, you know, third in the pecking order. And obviously he's going to have packages where they have him in there because he's such that so dynamic. And Mike McDaniel is going to find a way to get him on the field and put him in, you know, winning situations. Um, but I think especially early in the year, he's just going to have very limited time on the field. Um, I will say, though, in terms of his speed, I mean, you pair him with Tyreek Hill and then don't forget Jalen Waddell also ran a 4-3, I believe, at the combine. Those three guys, like, how the hell does any good defense be able to scheme for that? You don't. Have, there's no way you have enough speed on the on the field to cover all three of those guys. No, they might have the fastest offense in terms of like pure speed in the NFL. I literally wrote that in my note. Did you steal that? No, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that. Just thought no, that. You, yeah, you definitely stole that. That's fine. <laughs> I, I I have uh, is it a chain, right? Yeah, it's a chain. <laughs> okay, so <I'm>, it's actually <laughs> Saquon. Is it, is, is it, Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Devon Saquon. <laughs> but I have met three also. Uh basically from everything you guys said. Uh the, the injury history of the guys in front of him just make him very interesting and the fact that he's so dynamic. You you gotta roll with it. And, and even if only like one of them gets injured, let's just say it's most hurt, because he is the most hurt. He's ten years younger than him, and they have that this outside zone like run scheme that Mostert seems to like excel in so if Mostert goes down who's going to fill in that role it's going to be him so yeah he's in a very good spot for sure and yeah running back handcuffs are super valuable these days for sure for sure let me go to my number three overall back which I don't think either one of you guys rated at all I don't Um, even know who he is I'll tell you why yeah uh, well it's because you guys don't know yet that's oh, right. No, 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 no. You're, you're not in the game yet. Say your piece, and then I'll name? say my piece. Isn't that an actor? Dwayne McBride? Danny McBride? <laughs> Dwayne. Danny? What? Dwayne. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's a great actor, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got Dwayne McBride at number three. So he's now the full-blown number two back behind Alexander Madison in no, he's not. Minnesota. What do you mean, no, he's not? I'll tell you in a minute. Just finish okay. your piece. Whatever. You didn't do enough research. <laughs> He's a number two. (laughs) (laughs) He's a number two two guy there, and I think, I mean, they drafted him late, but he's a dynamic runner. He can succeed behind all blocking schemes, and I think that his presence being there at all is the reason why that the Vikings had felt they had enough depth there in order to let Dalvin Cook go. And as good as Alexander Madison has shown that he can be in relief work, he's not the most dynamic runner or the most well-rounded runner. He's tight-hipped, runs a little high, and I think you're going to see McBride being the more natural runner really start to step up and eat into into Madison's carries. I would not be surprised by, that by the end of the season, or the second half of the season, you see this is more of a 50-50 split. Would you say that Alexander Madison kind of runs like Latavius Murray? A little bit. A little bit. You, you kind of see what I'm saying? Like, you expect more, but it's just like a big-ass dude that just kind of runs straight forward so here's my my thing on Dwayne McBride and I have looked into him obviously with Dalvin Cook leaving he was someone that I looked into uh being a a rookie running back and I get what you're saying he almost made my top five but the reason I didn't put him in there is because when I went a little bit deeper into it I just kind of swayed myself and I guess here are the reasons why. Um, he was the Vikings' very last pick in the NFL draft in the seventh round. Um, so essentially no no real draft capital 
no real investment into Dwayne McBride. Um, he led the country in fumbles in 2022 at five for running backs. He also was third in the country in fumbles in 2021 with five for running backs. And the number one thing that will ensure you have a spot on the bench as a running back, especially in the NFL, is if you fumble the fucking football. Yep. Um, and I did mention, I didn't, I wrote it down, I didn't mention it. See, look right here. He had some fumbling problems in college. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, proof, I swear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's a big concern, though. Yeah, um, it is. But also, maybe, you see people have fumbling issues, and then like in college, and then they get into the into the pros, and someone figures teaches them. How, yeah, teaches them how, like, oh, you need to carry the ball like this. I can't remember who did it, but some. Oh, it was Tiki Barber. Yeah, Tiki Barber had crazy fumbling issues, and then finally, like when he became a stud running back, it's because he changed the way he held the ball and he held it really close up to up in his chest, and he had zero fumbles. Was one of the best running backs in the league after that. So it's certainly one something little care, that can be little, fixed. Yeah, but it's, it's an easy. Sw- it's concerning that it it. He he had a high number of fumbles for two years in a row. You know, there's some guys that don't fumble the fall, ball five times in their entire career. Um, yeah, but I mean, he was he was at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. They're like the Sea Dragons or something like that. <laughs> that's I don't know if that's helping you or hurting you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they probably don't have the best coaching. They also they were a program also that. Uh, wasn't a program for a while. They like they didn't have enough funding, and they only came back a, a couple years ago. Yeah. So they don't have the best coaches there. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a lot of fumbles, uh, and the coaches have a short um, temper when it comes to that. I mean, not everyone's Bill Belichick, in my opinion. So Ty Chandler is there, right? He ran a four three eight forty. Uh, he's fast, um, similar to Dwayne McBride. He was drafted by the Vikings in the fifth round in 2022. Kenny Nwangu uh, was drafted by the Vikings in the fourth round in 2021. So both those guys are still there. Both those guys share similar skill sets and with elite speed. Um, you know, my issue when I looked a little bit further into it is like, okay, who's going to fill in as like that third down role running back behind Alexander Madison and get work right out of the gate? Dwayne McBride didn't really catch the ball in college at all. Um, and I think that significantly, he's just not a receiving back. I think it prohibits his chances of getting third down work because Ty Chandler has shown the ability to, uh, be a threat in the passing game. So for me right now, I do see a world where Dwayne McBride, you know, does well, and maybe he dominates in training camp, um, at the end of the summer and does secure that second you know, running back role, but right now for me, I think it's I think it's Ty Chandler until you know further notice. Um, but I think all three, Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride, and even a little bit of Kenne Nwangu will will be sprinkled in situationally. So that's why Dwayne McBride didn't make my top five. I think these other two guys we're going to talk about, I think they just have a a clear path. Um, I think to volume out of the gate, and I think. These other two guys that I'm going to talk about are just better running backs than than Dwayne McBride. Dude, those Vikings running backs that you're bringing up, who the fuck are they? <laughs> I would First love to know all, where you saw Ty Chandler catching passes because the most he ever caught in college was 19. It, it, no, honestly, like if you're listening to this podcast right now and you know those names, kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you know all those names, 
But you, you were making a good point because someone has to take that second role. So look into those guys and make your own opinions Yeah, about how you feel about them. I don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, make your make your own opinions, but yeah, I mean, both those guys have been there. They were both drafted by the Vikings. You know, it seems the Vikings take some running backs every single year. Um, I'm not saying to not take your opinion, but maybe I am. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess all I'm, I'm saying here is is you know that's why I I because Dwayne McBride was someone I was like, oh, fucking Dalvin Cook's gone. They just drafted this guy, but. There's just a lot of things that are kind of leading me astray from putting him in my top five rookie running backs, if that makes sense. It's an interesting backfield. Total toss-up after number one. Complete toss-up. I mean, it could be Alexander Madison comes out, shits the bed, and, you know, who knows? Probably committee after that, but we'll see. This team is going to throw the ball a lot as well. You know, they have Justin Jefferson. They drafted Jordan Addison. KJ Osborne is still there, you know, so it's not going to be their main focus, but we'll see. RIP Adam Thielen. RIP Adam. All right, uh, number four. Um, Let's move on here. I have on my list, I have Zach Charbonnet at, at number four. Um, and I'll tell you why I was kind of going back and forth with him and Devon a chain and obvious and number five as well. For me, I was kind of shuffling those three guys. Um, but Zach Charbonnet drafted in the second round by the Hawks, which was, um, surprising and discouraging (laughs) and heartbreaking. And, um, you know, I think everyone in the fantasy community probably felt it. You know, especially if you have like a Kenneth, if you have Kenneth Walker on your dynasty roster, felt a sharp uh, pain in your chest when that draft pick was made. But look, drafting the second round—that's high draft capital for a team that no one really thought needed to take a running back that high. Um, he has better receiving chops than Kenneth Walker, um, so could develop. Uh, a nice third down role in my opinion right away. Um, but, but Walker and Charbonnet are, are certainly going to eat into each other's fantasy production one way or the other. The thing is, is I both see these guys as super talented. I think Zach Charbonnet has the skill set to be a three down back. And so if either were to go down in injury, you know, I think either guy, Zach Charbonnet or Kenneth Walker could finish as top 10 fantasy running backs. Um, it's a team that likes to run the ball a lot. They're both talented, and they both have the skill set to be three down backs. And I think Zach Charbonnet probably fills in as that third down role right out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely. I have Charbonnet at four as well, and for the exact same sentiment. Um, not only was he a good pass catcher at UCLA, he was probably the most well-polished pass blocking back coming out of college as well this season. So he immediately fills into that third role, role that third down role. Um, I mean, it's what you're saying about, you know, if one goes down and the other guy could end up being top 10 guy. It's the exact same conversation we had with the Seahawks drafting Kenny Walker last year right. and having Rashad Penny already on the roster. Um, so, I, you know, it's the same conundrum that way. And yeah, they're going to eat into each other. Uh, but it kind of sucks. It's in terms of a football standpoint, it makes sense because keeping both fresh for the, for the long haul of the season. Um, and it's just going to be, 
It sucks for fantasy purposes that way. I mean, a report came out today saying that Kenneth Walker, they're still expecting him to get you know 17 or 18 touches per game, which is on par with what he was last season. Um, so that's where, where we kind of see it. I mean, it sucks, but you know it, it is what it is. Honestly, I think you're more hurt for if you were a Kenny Walker owner than you are if you drafted Charbonnet in, your, in this year's Dynasty draft, you know? <laughs> Fresh another crack. crack for you but yeah no I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you uh he he seemed like to be one of the most well-rounded players in this draft but also not the, one of the most explosive so like like you were saying you know he, he can be valuable in third downs with his pass blocking and all that stuff and the fact that he's behind kenny walker i had him at number five uh, behind someone I'll talk about in a second because I think anyone else has him on here. But, um, yeah, he's definitely one of the most promising positions in the league right now. And right now, right, running back handcuffs are super valuable. Yeah, I almost put I almost put Charbonnet ahead of A-Chain just because I feel like initially like there's a clear path to success for Charbonnet like almost out of the gate. It's almost guaranteed he's probably going to have that third down role. And, you know, Kenneth Walker did get hurt last year. If it happens again, you know, it's Charbonnet's backfield. Well, kind of like Tyler said, it's, it's like a repeat of what happened last year. Right. With, and, with Rashad Penny, and it's like, oh, Kenny Walker, he's coming in the picture. It's like deja vu. And with A-Chain, it's still a little unclear, you know, like, you know, I think Charbonnet can like really be for sure a good, you know, three down back in the NFL. A chain is so small that I don't know that he can ever be that. He could be electric, a big playmaker, but I don't know if he could ever be a, a full time NFL running back. So I was really battling with who I put at three: Devon A chain or, or Zach Charbonnet for those reasons. Hey, that size thing. People said that about Austin Eckler. Yeah, but he's like a – he's just different. He's like a one large muscle. Yeah, but he didn't come into the league like that. No. True. So, you know, it, it takes time for these things to happen. He He's very promising. Right. I mean, the, and the biggest thing here, I mean, they're all – none of them have played a single down in the NFL yet, right? So, I mean, this is all speculation. Who knows? Like, you, you – like – there's there's a world where something terrible happens to Bajon Robinson in terms of injury wise, and he never bounces back, right? Like, uh, like don't, don't. I'm just saying, like, you better knock on this table. <laughs> you better knock on that yeah. wood. <laughs> knock on wood that like that doesn't happen. But obviously, not knowing what the future's happening, you know, we're just bullshitting here in in, in an aspect. Like, you know, I mean, obviously we we've done our research, and you know, this is what we expect to happen. But there's not really ever knowing what could happen until. They actually put on pads and start playing the damn game. Right. Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Who'd you have for then, Trey? If you didn't have Charbonnet, me, dude. Well, Ty, you still have someone you haven't talked about, right? No, I had Charbonnet at four. My it was Dwayne McBride at three that I had different than you guys. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I get I guess I'll talk about mine. Ty J Spears on the Titans. Um. <clears throat> This is really just mostly another like a running back handcuff kind of situation. Someone who seems like they would be solid in a backup situation if Henry goes down because he did have that injury. Uh, but he came back last year, did pretty decent, but he still hasn't become prominent in the pass catching role. 
And that's why Tajay Spears made it into four for me above Charbonnet because I think, let's just say everyone stays healthy, Tajay Spears is probably going to have more work than Charbonnet, in my opinion. Um, I, I just think Spears has like that athletic profile to be the receiving guy for the Tennessee backfield. Their passing game was absolutely fucking atrocious last year. Hasn't really improved that much from the moves they made in the offseason. So I think they'll be relying on their running backs even more. He's only competing with Hassan Haskins, who does not catch passes. So someone has to catch passes out of the backfield. Tajay Spears. Yeah, I mean, I feel you on that. I still can't, as much as he wants to come out and say he's healthy, I can't get over the pa- over the fact of this medical report that came out of the Combine. He's had two torn ACLs in the same knee. Or I'm not maybe not the same thing, but he's had two torn ACLs in the past. At the NFL Combine, it was um, at after testing they showed there's zero cartilage in one of his knees and no ACL. <laughs> not even reconstruct ACL. Literally, there's zero ACL. Oh my god! And and he has our and because of the bone on bone, he has full blown arthritis. So that worries the hell out of me. You know, especially coming from a smaller school and smaller conference, he played at Tulane in the American Conference, and he killed it last year. He had 1,500 yards in college his senior year, right? Killed it. Now was that was that uh, disclosed before the Titans picked him? Yeah, that came out at the combine. Because they still took him eighty-one overall. Yeah, and it's know. because I mean, he, I mean, honestly, when you watch his tape, his tape is good. It's solid. That knee scares the hell out of me, and maybe it means nothing um, for right now, but it also means that I can't see him playing more than a few years in the NFL before like that knee completely gives out on him. And he can't do it. God, that sounds horrible, but might get a good couple of years out of him. Might, yeah. He might, yeah. I mean, for redraft purposes, yeah. In my opinion, I think they're going to run Henry into the ground. Uh, I mean, they basically already have. I know, but I think this is like the last, like... Agreed. I've been saying that for two years with how much usage he's gotten. I'm surprised he's lasted as long. It's probably because he's just built different. You know, he's like a literal walking tank. Yeah. That's why I have him above Charbonnet because it's like, okay, Charbonnet is behind a guy who's one year in and did get injured, but it wasn't like extremely serious. So, like, he's probably going to be backing him up. Yeah. Tajay Spears behind Derrick Henry. He's been getting ran into the ground for years. It's crazy. I mean, he's played, and in the last five years, or his entire career, he's played at least 15 games every season except for one. Uh, Derrick Henry? Yeah. In his entire, what, seven-year career, he's played okay. at least 15 games for one season. That's so crazy a, for a running total, back. Yeah, <laughs> total anomaly. Yeah, he's basically like Jerry Rice and the Raiders at 42. Like, <laughs> right. you, you yeah. shouldn't <laughs> still be here. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's insane. Um, I think we're all at this point just expecting Derrick Henry's wheels to fall off. But I guess until it actually happens, like, don't, don't you know, doubt it. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've been saying that for two years, and he just keeps keeps on trucking away. But oh no, Derrick Henry in great shape. Of course he is. I know. But I just said earlier how like I like I haven't heard much of that so far this year. That's really refreshing. And then Derrick Henry. Uh, the latest update. <laughs> Drop right. Tajay Spears now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to our number five picks. I think I'm the only one with a guy we haven't talked about yet. Yep. Um, so I'll go ahead and uh, give you my number five. It's Kendra Miller, the rookie running back for the New Orleans Saints. Um, a day two pick. 
uh, by the Saints in the third round. So decent draft capital. Um, even though he was injured and couldn't participate in, in pre-draft testing. So that means obviously the Saints watched a lot of film, probably a lot of interviews. They like the guy, they like the talent, um, and didn't even need the the pre-draft testing to go ahead and spend a, a third-round draft pick on him. Uh, he averaged 6.1 yards per carry at TCU and uh, just overall had a great production profile at TCU. Obviously, we all know Alvin Kamara is likely facing a suspension. Uh, the kind of... Um, consensus amount of games right now is is six games suspension for Alvin Kamara. That's not official yet. That has not happened. So Peyton, we're he, still waiting on it. But his trial is still ongoing. His trial is still ongoing. So we'll see um how that all plays out. But for me right now, Kendra Miller, you know, Jamal Williams is the other running back um in the in the backfield there for the Saints. Uh but for a rookie, I think he has good opportunity to come out and uh you know get involved in his rookie season and i think the skill set and the talent level is right there um i think he can be an effective nfl running back i think he can make big plays um you know obviously excelled in in college and so if you know alvin's sitting out for the first six games and it's just jamal williams back there along with kendra miller I think we could really see a lot of Kendra Miller um, right out of the gate. And if he proves himself, you know, maybe we see him for the entire season, even when Alvin Kamara's back. What about, you know, Benjamin kind of hanging out in that backfield? Someone who's been kind of lingering and ruining our fantasy fucking lives for a couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I think Kendra Miller's already a better running back than you know benjamin yeah probably but but let's just say nothing happens to alvin because nothing happened last year everyone was scared about that happening he's behind alvin and jamal yeah yeah if that happens then he's really you know obviously third fiddle um until someone gets hurt but i'm kind of the reason he made my top five is i'm just a big believer in the talent and i think if he gets that opportunity and let's say Alvin is suspended, something happens to Jamal Williams, all of a sudden he's the starting running back for the New Orleans Saints. You know, and and he's got the skill set and the talent to to be effective, I think. So But you know they're gonna throw the ball six thousand times this year with Derek Carr at quarterback. Well, they're gonna lose a lot of games then. <laughs> doesn't make sense to me but all right for chris olave's yeah. sake I, I really hope they do throw the ball that much yeah. yeah i'm telling you right now nickname i'm coining it chris olave 2k oh yeah yeah in your opinion real quick you know garrett wilson has kind of ascended to like making his way into that elite conversation you know with aaron Rodgers now and the talent level next year do you think you know, it's like the Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamar Chase, kind of as the top four wide receivers. Is do you that think really the conversation? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, do Not you think he four. like for young guys ascends maybe. into that? Well, like, yeah, like dynasty is what I'm thinking. Um, I'll tell you right now, Chris Olave will have more yards than Garrett Wilson. 
this year. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, ride or die with Derek, baby. <laughs> I think next season is probably still a season too early for me to put, for him life. In, to put him that high, both Olave and Wilson. Um, I mean, Jefferson's, you know, all obviously going to be there. Jamar Chase is there. Dynasty but, is what I'm talking about, though. No, because, I mean, you still have, I mean, okay, maybe dynasty wise, sure. Maybe. You're throwing curveballs in the conversation. You're thought the top four receivers in the league next year are going to be those guys. Which I is think not Garrett Wilson and Alave have the opportunity. I think they do ascend to like elite fantasy you, wide receiver levels. They do have the opportunity. I'm telling you right now, Chris Olave will have more yards. Okay. All right. <laughs> 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 I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it can't happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. Um, back to let's go back to Kendra Miller real quick. Um, obviously, you know a lot of this hinges on the Alvin Kamara situation, right? His next uh, court date is uh, just before training camp supposed to happen. Um, and the thing that should be noted that even if they dismiss all charges, the NFL could still suspend him. Yeah, they they have their own yeah legal whatever. Like they can so, do whatever they want. They could also suspend him before anything happens legally Officially. for him yeah. as well. So it'll be interesting to see what which way that goes. I mean, the league standard for this kind of sub- situation is six games, like you mentioned earlier. Um, that doesn't mean that it's going to be. They could end up shortening it if... Could be longer. It could. It depends on how egregious they feel the situation is. My, my gut feeling, honestly, is like four games. Unless like a video or like something comes out. It, it's about four games. They're not going to like have a star out of a team that's going to be struggling most likely anyways out for that long. I mean, it's a big market. Down there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> James is sucking the tees down. Um, so good. God. I'm telling you right now, I hope you guys remember this. I'm telling you four games right now. If it even fucking happens. Four games. I think as a, at this point, a suspension will happen. I can't say too much on how many games it will be, but again, the league standard for the last few seasons has been six games for this type of situation. Uh, Alvin Kamara is such a headache. <laughs> like, he is a headache, and that's why having like you know this guy on your team when you're talking about fucking Kendra Miller, yeah, who honestly is like really promising. But he's he's so far down on the depth chart right now, and you also have this whole controversy going on. It's it's a hard thing to hold on to. It, it, the only way I'd feel comfortable having him on my team is if he's on my practice squad. Oh, your taxi squad? I, I think that's oh, probably yeah, where. My, yeah, my taxi. That's squad. probably Sorry. where most people have him. If you did draft him dynasty wise, probably at least for right now. Maybe you you know you promote him to your active roster once the season starts and we see what happens with Kamara. But I think right now that's more than likely where he's at for most teams. Right. Uh, Alvin Kamara, the bane of my existence. Um, What's that? All of our uh, running backs there? Yeah, because mine was my number five was A Chain. Yours was Charbonnet. So we've already discussed them. Uh, dude, I wish I wouldn't have missed the last episode. You talked about Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Had to throw somebody in there. <laughs> Fuck! I would have let it been a part of that one. Yeah, it was more what like. What do you got to say about him? Um, I don't like his name. 
Sounds about right. I mean, I mean, realistically, like, the only reason he was in at number five <laughs> was because out of the top four guys, obviously those are the obvious ones. But the fifth one was like, who has what rookie quarterback has a chance of a realistic chance of playing this year? And out of everyone's Aiden O'Connell, he's behind no shoulder fucking Garoppolo. Exactly, the guy can't. I guarantee. Who I bet you right now. Who's also who's also has only played at least fifteen <laughs> games a season one time. <laughs> Uh, the so of, like the uh, thought uh, of you and Jimmy G in a throwing <laughs> contest just fucking <laughs> cracks me up. I, I bet you I can throw it further. I highly doubt that. I bet you I can. I bet you you can. You At fucking the, sling that pigskin. I sling it, dude. Get out of here. Trey's gonna go out there and throw a football right now and tear his shoulder right in the first throw. But we're gonna have to put your high school shoulder pads on you. No, I'm going 55 plus. <laughs> Not a chance, bro. I guarantee you. There's not a chance. Plus. <laughs> no. You guys think you're sweet. With an NFL-sized football. Yeah. You think you're throwing the football 60, 60 yards. Through the air. I said 55 plus. The <laughs> 60 not plus. Part yeah, of so it's going to land about 165 feet. I bet. If we did this right now, I'm telling you, 35 yards max. That's disrespectful. That's when was the last time you threw football? Uh, it's been a couple months. Not that far. That's for wow, sure. a couple months. How far were you chucking it? To my little cousin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ten yards. So, what am I supposed to do? I would get you guys out in the park and get him running run nine routes, routes dude. <laughs> How old is he? Old enough. He's eight. These kids these days are eight? soft, okay? They're scared <laughs> of the football. Eight? You're scared of the football. Uh, uh, smear the queer and fucking pop <laughs> up. You can't say that these days, man. You, It's, it's smear the they, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Well, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Man, you're going to get us canceled before we even get going. You, you guys uh, have been saying that for two sure. We've years. been canceled like <laughs> 22 times already. <laughs> One tweet, we're canceled. It's <laughs> <laughs> my specialty. Oh no, there goes our blue check. Yeah, that we never had. Thanks, Elon. Should we have paid for it? We can. It's like eight bucks a week. I want to earn it. <laughs> I don't think you can anymore. Can you? Unless you're can't earn anything these days. No, you you <laughs> do have paid to. You play, do have baby. to. Even like the famous who had to pay for it. Then until people were like, "What the hell is this dumb?" And Elon, Elon's like, "Okay, you can have your check. You can have your check. Here's your check. Just give it out like candy." Not to us. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't pay. Did you hit him up? Ass? I did not. I'll I'll slide in the DMs. Yeah, shoot him a. You're just gonna, text him real quick. What's that mean? You're gonna fuck Elon Musk? I mean, you know how much money he has for a blue check? <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> for a spaceship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking a rocket for a rocket. Yeah, man. I'm making that fucking trade. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't get in the submarine, my dude. <laughs> it wasn't his. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. You know what? Hey, the Titanic just... This never, podcast is canceled. It never quits. You know what I mean? It's got one more in them. Hey, Rich People 2, <laughs> Titanic... Oh, no. Titanic T- 2, yeah, Rich People got 0. Yeah, you got it backwards. I got it backwards, just like whoever designed that thing. So It's like, what are we doing, man? Like he just throws together a sub. Did you see they had to be bolted shut into that fucking thing? 
Yeah. Did you see the video of it? it or how? It's as big <laughs> as this table, and there's five people that have to sit, sit uh, crisscross applesauce. And then they literally had like 17 bolts to bolt, to bolt them in there. Well, to bolt the door, yeah. But then also, you did, it, it wasn't a door. It was a fucking sheet of <laughs> low quality carbon fiber in titanium that they bolted onto the end of it. And we're like, all right, guys. Or how about the fact that you're you good to go? You didn't, pilot, <laughs> you didn't even pilot the submarine from the submarine, it was piloted from another vessel elsewhere, farther away, with a $35 video game controller. Yep. They last this about be a fun video game, about an hour and a half. <laughs> No, like, wouldn't you never win? Well, you, can you design a submarine that rich people can survive in? And you just like <laughs> charge them a quarter of a million. That's like roller coaster, like roller coaster tycoon. It's like, can you make a good theme park? And where's the where's the money that those people like? Who has that money now? You know, the CEO is dead of that company. He was in it. Someone has <laughs> is laundered it's all like, that it's money. In a third dude. world country, baby. <laughs> and they sent down a fucking submarine that cost probably a fraction of what everyone spent to go and I'm just like, <laughs> we should do this pretty good business <laughs> pretty good fucking transaction there uh, anyways sorry r.i.p to those that were imploded on the um ocean gate titan sub People die every day i don't give a shit yeah why would you name it ocean gate like nothing with gate ever is good Spy gate, deflate gate, Watergate. Like, yeah, that's always a bad thing. It was doomed from the start. James Gate, James Gate. I don't know who that is. That guy sucks. James James Gate. It was a big moment. For a, lot, who? a lot of secrets came out by James. James Gate. Oh, I don't know who that is. I'm Jim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. It's been a minute. <laughs> this was a long time ago. Different person. <laughs> It's before the facial hair. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that'll do it for fantasy football <laughs> conversation. Uh, if you're still listening, we appreciate you. And, um, you know, as other shows might say, this show stinks. And so we appreciate you guys listening to it. And uh, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Um, and, uh, we will catch you next time for more content, fantasy football content that is, and maybe, you know, maybe we'll throw in a submarine there, here, there, uh, some rumors popping up about some Russian submarines that we might get into next time. Conspiracies? Uh, we might have to save it. Did you know that jet fuel doesn't melt still beams? <laughs> Who told you that? The internet. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. I wonder what that would um, relate to. Some sort of like historical event. I think it involves like a gas station, like Seven Eleven or something. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) something like that. Fuel Seven Eleven. Yeah. All righty. We'll catch you guys next time. Not sure what we're going to be talking about, but I'm sure it'll be just as entertaining. Uh, appreciate y'all listening. And uh, again, at the FF Fathers, rate us, subscribe, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>